while I was cooking dinner the other evening, I was listening to a video for podcast, the, the Curious Cases of Rutherford and Fry, yeah, a science one, and it was about perceptions of time. And they mentioned the film Back to the Future. And in that movie, the, the character played by Michael J. Fox goes back in time to when his parents were in high school. And when he does that, everything he encounters is different. Cars, music, clothing, how we might say things. And the scientists on the podcast pointed out that uh, if the movie were made today, that the character Marty McFly went back the same amount of time, 30 years, it would take him to 1991, which to some of us might feel not that long ago. Of course, to others, they weren't born. We, those of us that are a bit older, might think things are much the same now as then. But were we to time travel, no doubt we would find that not to be true. The, the many small increments of change from the past to the present add up. Of course, in the last 12 months, it was a year ago on the 31st January 2020, that the first UK case of coronavirus was identified. We have been through some massive changes. But even in more normal times, every day is different. Every day has change. Our passage from Luke is of the past and of the future. It is heartwarming and heartbreaking. It is of giving and receiving. It is of life and of death and of life again. Some of this is clear and some hidden, but I promise you it is all there. Mary and Joseph attend the temple to do what is needed to perform an old ritual, to go through what they understand is required by the law, to give at least a pair of doves or young pigeons. This is the minimum required. Leviticus 12 initially says that a year old lamb and a bird are what is needed. The, the two small birds of an alternative that, that recognises the poverty of many people. They are more a sacrifice from the heart, symbolic of how they are feeling, rather than the riches of wealth that another may bring. At first glance, looking at the words here, the parents are bringing forth before God two birds for atonement. But actually, they bring more, don't they? They bring their firstborn, the Lamb of God, who will take away the sins of the whole world. What a difference that is. Tuned into the Holy Spirit, Simeon can detect what is happening perhaps even more so than the mother Mary and the carpenter Joseph. He comes to give glory, not ritualistically, not simply because it's written in the law, but he comes because his heart is moved by God. 
the old man has known that the time of the Messiah was approaching, that he would see the saviour of God's people. And yet as he takes the child, as he holds the infant, he also knows that he himself will not witness the act of passion that in time will arrive. The anointed one, the Christ, is present, but the moment of freedom for the people is not yet here. Simeon's experience foreshadows our own of the now, but not yet. He lived between the birth and the sacrifice. We live between his rising from death and Christ's return. It's a, a time where we see signs of the kingdom, but the kingdom has not yet come in fullness. We live in the darkness of this world, this world where a pandemic has taken over 100,000 lives in the UK alone. But we also see the glimmer of hope in each worker, volunteer and vaccination and how this is repeated daily in Hayward's Heath at the Clare Hall, uh, the Meridian Hall in East Grinstead, the Brighton Centre and thousands of other venues across the country. We hear of the need of so many that are reliant on a local food bank. We think of how in the first week of lockdown last March, the, the number was 10 times the week before. But we also see the gifts arriving in our church porch each weekday. Many of us are trying to cope with the stress and struggle of homeschooling and the teachers with the challenge of its delivery. But we can only guess what home education would have been like had this pandemic hit 30 years ago and the more limited connections we had back then. There is darkness, but there is light. And the light is growing and the light cannot be overcome. Simeon declares Jesus to be the light, a source of hope, not just for those who had been waiting, knowing the law, following the rituals generation after generation, but a hope has come for all nations, all people, Jew and Gentile. And at this, the parents marvel. Not at Simeon the prophet, not really at the words spoken, but they marvel at their son. Angels had spoken to them, shepherds had visited them, but here the story grows in their mind and they are astonished about the infant that cannot yet walk or talk, he's only 40 days old, but he is the son of God the saviour for the world. The challenge at this point for us is how do we respond to the amazing, marvellous message of God's love? Do we simply go, hmm, that's good, and move on? 
what does it motivate us in the way Anna, the 84-year-old woman, a, a widow of many years, feels led? She has been a woman of prayer. But now as she gives thanks to God, she is inspired to share the message with everyone seeking redemption, everyone seeking hope. Her actions were so important that they were remembered in the community and later recorded by the Gospel writer Luke. Certain events will be remembered in the future. Things that we say things that we do now will shape how the future looks. In 30 years time, will people remember only the darkness of this last year? Or will they think of the light that Jesus has brought and how someone, perhaps you, shared God's love and changed their future forever? Amen.